0: Hello and welcome to the Two Tones, Tony De Bolfo. How are you, Tony? And Tony moclair. How am I? You asked me that after uh, that game on the
1: weekend. It is episode seven. Episode and, Wayne Johnston. Episode and, uh, uh, Brett Ratton. And Yes, and uh, or oh, Young Dylan, of course. Of course, D. Buckley Esquire, yeah. uh, where's the number seven with distinction? Um, a great weekend, tone, oh. wasn't it? Ah. Oh.
0: Oh, I don't know. I'm kind of lost. For I mean, uh, after the 90-point the thrashing and that, that notorious third quarter against Port Adelaide, I was uh, less than sanguine tone mm. about the prospects against Sydney because I don't, I don't know what Sydney's problem is at the moment, but you look at the uh, the personnel, you know, you look at how Buddy can break a game open, and I thought, well... It's going to be an even contest, and I thought I even thought
1: Sydney would get up. That was not the script that Carlton were prepared to follow. It wasn't, Tony, uh, to be sure. And I actually felt similarly to you at the halftime break. And you know, I bumped into a former Carlton player Peter Kerr on the yeah. concourse and asked him his thoughts. His view was, and I shared at the time, that you know Carlton had done well to fight their way back into the contest. Yeah, you know whether it could go on with that in the second half. You know there was some doubt, and uh, particularly given the events of Adelaide Oval the mm. previous week, where the third quarter was a debacle, and yet what we later learnt was that you know the, the third quarter was very much the focus for um, each member of the Carlton team, and they played like men possessed, and it was um, it was a, it was extraordinary. Domination of uh, uh, you know a grand final team Mm. in the second half of a game of football um, as good a a stitch up as you'd ever wish to see, and uh, all power to Brendan Bolton for you know motivating his players into turning around, turning around so very very quickly in the space of you know. A week.
0: There was a lot to talk about. You're right, it was an immense performance. The pressure was amazing. Um, Marchbank getting a Rising Star nomination, which is fantastic. And, and in the interview he gave on the Carlton website, he said it was um, uh, senior players had basically said that the game against Port Adelaide w- was not who Carlton were. We were better than that, and it was basically the leadership group that imposed a standard on the team, yes. and um, and that standard was met, exceeded,
1: yes. exceeded. It, it, it was in some, and and what was interesting, Tony, in reference to that comment you make, is that I'm pretty sure it was the first bounce of the third quarter that uh, Matthew Cruiser thumped the ball forward yeah. in a way, and and that was a um, that really set the tone, mm. you know, for the the, the the I guess the mindset that. Each of the current players had going into that quarter, um, and it was it was a procession. You know, from the from the first bench of the third quarter through the the, uh, the death knell for Sydney, it was uh, it was a, a clinic. And um, I guess the question now for Carlton is, can they back it up you know, yeah. against the old foe, which we'll talk about a little bit later on? But there was so much to like about the game, Tony. I don't, I, it's hard to know where to begin and well, end with it.
0: Let's begin with uh, the first letter of the alphabet, A. And a dot, and then a name <laughs> yeah.
1: beloved by the Carlton faithful, yes. Silvani. Well, look. What a debut. What a debut. And, and when you look at it in the context of, um, uh, well, his story, I mean, he's a rookie. Yeah. I mean, he's come on as a rookie. And he's what, 28? He's, he's, well, 29, I think. Yeah. And he's been elevated to uh, senior footy with the uh, unavailability of Kieran Burns mm. through injury. Now... Imagine that you you called up your first game. You're a rookie, and yeah. you're told, "Look, you're going to get Buddy Franklin uh, first up." Um, what I guess a few of us f- forgot was that that Alex Silvani had um, confronted Franklin three or four times previously. At another life for Mantle. Yeah, one of one of which was a final, if memory serves, and and uh, had played so very well on on Buddy, and uh, so. For an old head, it mm. was um, he, he wasn't flustered or he wasn't overawed by the occasion. In fact, he you know he relished the opportunity to take on a player universally regarded as the game's best right now. And um, Paul Roos, I, I, I watched with interest his uh, or heard with interest his comments about Alex Ovechkin's game uh, on one of the um, football programs during the week, and he talked about how. Uh, impressive Sylvani's closing speed was. There right. he goes now, the great man. How, how how impressive his closing speed was to be able to get that Well, that, the, that tackle. The, the, spore or the, to get the tackle on that tackle. To save that goal. Yeah. Uh, that was a that was a pivotal moment in the uh, contest because mm. that not only was that goal saved, but the the ball got up the other end and resulted in the goal of Cripps. So that was effectively a two goal turnaround Carlton's yeah. way. Um, that was just a tremendous performance by Alex Silvani and um, uh, it was a great uh, day for um, the Sylvani clan, in many respects. It was the first time we saw two Sylvani's in the one Carlton team. And t- that's barely enough. That's, you can't get enough of them. And Alex's father, Eric, actually won the halftime raffle and uh, ah. went home with a suitcase, which to Alex's chagrin, as he said to me afterwards, he said, that was my father's highlight of the day. <laughs> um, so, so much for the son's performance. But um, a, great, uh, a great taboo for the Carlton Football Club. Uh, Tony, and I, I think when you look back on the inclusions, you know, we, we had Alex Silvani, Smits, Graham, and, and Matthew Cruiser come yeah. back in. We had seven teenagers represent the club the week before, and I, and I did hear, um, I think it was John Barker before the game mentioned, how they probably went in too young into that Port Adelaide. Okay, game. yeah. So they, they arrested that, you know, yep. imbalance, and I think that experience really brought an edge to the Carlton team, and in turn, made our younger players uh, walk even taller. There's well, you know, one there, Charlie Curdo. Oh, he player. was
0: magnificent. Well, um, but we've got to throw the spotlight on Matthew Wright, four goals. Well, and and so that goal from the the forward pocket was Betts esque. It? It, 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 it was. It was an amazing kick. It was. And, because and, do you know what he did? I mean, this is just me, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to throw it out. He, he weighted the kick so beautifully that. Even if it fell short of the goal, it landed in the goal square and bounced awkwardly. It was going to end up in a carton player's hands, yes, because there were two players, two carton players there waiting to snap it up, yes. And yes. then instead, it, it bounced truly. But it was just a, a, a it was like a, an artisan's yes.
1: kick, if you like, yes, from the Sir Wayne Harb's yeah. pocket. Um, it was lovely to see, and um, and I think what was magnificent was how quickly uh, Wright was able to weigh up. That situation, not right. only to take delivery of the loose ball off, yeah. the, off that marking context, but to you know, in a split second, as you say, way up, way up the big sticks, and, yeah. and just weight the kick so perfectly. I think what was in what was significant was that um, Mills, I think, was Wright's direct opponent initially, mm. the rising star. Now they were into him. Um, they, obviously, the, the, there was a focus made pre-match to uh, get into Mills's head. Yeah, and. Uh, I, if memory serves, I think Mills was ended up being moved off right in the finish. But four goals was a magnificent return yeah. to a, a player that's been a very, very uh, good contributor to the club since he's come across from from Adelaide. Um, uh, we're very fortunate to have Matthew Wright in the uh, in the starting eighteen, I believe. I'm very fortunate to have those
0: four goals because uh, they were pure class. Um, speaking of goals, Levi Casbolt's marking and conversion. There was one mark he took on two Sydney opponents who strangely enough, elected to go behind him. Yes. This. I'm, I know I'm, I'm kind of focusing on, on small things here, but I thought that was, um, I guess, the, the idea was to punch the ball. Uh, Levi out strongly outmarked both of them and converted. So um, we play Collingwood next week, and we do have a uh, former son of the uh, the Pies to thank for Levi's kicking.
1: Well, Severo Rocker. interestingly enough, uh, the game at the weekend time, which we'll get to, is being played for the Peter Mac Cup. And when the Peter Mac Cup commenced in 1993, Sav Rocca uh, uh, played for Collingwood and mm-hmm. booted six in that match-winning performance for the Pies in that game. Yeah. Um, memory was, serves Mick McGuankig-Four in that one also for Collingwood. Yeah. Um, that wasn't the game, was
0: it? Where he went on that run? N-
1: uh, no, that was the following year. Right, That was okay. the following year, I believe. Um, but... Um, we're very fortunate that Sav has, um, you know, seen the error of his ways and <laughs> decided to cross to the good guys. Yeah. And uh, what what is magnificent, Tony, is that, um, is that the 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 return that Sav and Levi have got out of you know this repetitive you know a, a practicing of goal kicking and, yeah. and routine on the track here. I, I, with with Levi, I always think about. Um, uh, you know, w- with his marking, he's probably had to do it the hard way. You know, yeah. a, he's a, a, a hard pack marker. You know, and uh, he prides himself on that. I mean, he's probably the best pack marker in the comp. But significantly, in the second quarter, there were two goals that he, he that came from marks he took virtually leading out yeah. in front of goal, yeah. which was a credit to actually the um, the kicks that were put into him. I, I know weedering lobbed one out in front of him, that gave him that opportunity to attack the ball without any, you know, errant fists or yep. spores nearby. And he finally had a, a free go at it, you know, and and and, mm. and how much easier that was for him that the kicks coming in were were centimetre perfect, to quote Dennis. The other thing uh, I, I believe is that um Kasbold for so many years in his um um well, his formative years playing Obviously, this flaw with his kicking that was yeah. never never rectified mm. as in, in his junior days. So, you know, he's coming back from a long way to try and get this uh, routine correct. And sometimes, when you're well into your career, often it's hard to change, you know, old yeah. habits. So, to to him and to Sav Rocco, all, all power to them for being able to rest the, uh, you know, the rectify the, the complaint. What that means is that Caswell just goes from becoming a uh, a reasonable. Contribute were a, 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 a true potent force yeah. the forward. And uh, if he keeps clanking him and, and kicking goals, I are going to win more games than they lose. Well, you're right. And
0: as you said, Tony, you can't fault the delivery. And uh, if the ball is out there in his kind of comfort zone, yes. um, he hopefully is more times than not going to convert. Um, Sam Doherty, uh he would be, if he keeps this up, uh, there'll be a John Nichols medal around his neck at the well, end of the year, will there not?
1: Well, well, look—he's taken all before them again. What a great player he is, a great leader. I mean, they—they they refer to Sam Docherty as the barometer. Yeah, you know, if he's playing well, Carlton tends to be playing well. And I think all of our attacking thrusts were really set up by him and, and Simo. you know, yeah. coming out of uh, the last line, and uh, just great to see the—I think—the desperation that he shows, and you know, the—you um, the, know, this propensity to. to Win possession of the ball at all costs And to hell with anyone that's in front Mm. Get out of my way, I'm coming through I just think that that was That that game was outstanding from Sam And you know, fellows like Marchbeck and Tom Williamson I really like as well They must be really standing tall and, and, And just learning So much off Uh, Off the way, Sam Docherty plays. um, All power to him. Well,
0: uh, honourable mentions uh, to Patrick Cribbs, twenty-seven disposals, and Mark Murphy. Yep. Uh, Yes. uh, Well done to him. Yes. Um, We hope the first of uh, well, at least three hundred in the navy blue. Uh, You know, why the hell not? We can dream, can't we? (laughs) Absolutely. Um, And uh, yeah, as I said, uh, Caleb Marchbank. um, uh, Good to see his great work being. Nominated and uh, doing that, uh, the number 22 jumper proud.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. There's a player, uh, you know, uh, of uh, great worth to come for the next decade, I'd hazard to suggest.
0: Now, Tone, um, your votes for the game, this can't be easy because there were. Uh, there was such an even spread of contributors that was that was again the really gratifying thing about the game.
1: That's very true, Tony. And you know, I, I we've talked about Matthew Wright. I have to apologise to him for his four goal performance. I couldn't fit him into the, uh, the three best players of field. I will try and qualify that. I gave one vote to Matthew Cruiser because I th- rucked all day, but. Again, as I say, set the tone the second half and uh, was enormous in the way he really controlled the the RAC contest and went forward, you know, kicked a big goal for, cl- for the club when it was when it was needed. Two votes I gave to um, Slamming Sam Doherty, you yeah. know, we've talked about at length um, uh, moments ago, and three votes, uh, hard to go past Alex Silvani. Yeah. Um, I, I I doubt that there would be better first up performance for too many players in Dark Navy than that one on on the great uh, Lance Franklin. So all power to Alex for that for that uh, performance.
0: Lance Franklin, one goal, one staggering, isn't it? And just goes to show, look,
1: you know, if you keep if you keep Franklin on one goal, one, you're yeah. probably over the line, aren't you? Yeah. In those games. So yeah, and so, um, that goal was was from general play and, as well, and it, and it was a freakish goal. I yeah. mean there was not much Alex could do about that one. It was it was just a, a classic Franklin esque. Uh, sausage roll from the boundary.
0: Exactly. There was also Meg. Um, I don't want to dwell on it, but did you see that, that very clever bit of play where he, uh, the ball fell on his foot, and yes. then the, and then he kind of tapped it to a running teammate. Yes. yes. It was. Yeah. He's and got, you go. He's just got the wherewithal. Hasn't yeah the he does. The mind
1: and the athleticism and, and the smarts. You know. He looked good in dark navy, time, that's for sure. <laughs> um, now, Tone, uh, it does set the
0: scene because we know Collingwood won. They beat you long over the weekend. Yes. That was uh, unexpected. Yes. I don't know who got nine from nine in this round. I'd love to know. <laughs> Not
1: too many, I wouldn't no. no, but
0: nonetheless, it does set up... For Carlton supporters, at the very least, a mouth-watering contest at the G210 next Saturday. Yes. Uh, it is the Peter Mac
1: Cup, as we pointed out. Yes, or as I refer to it as the unrivaled rivalry. Yes. I mean, you know, we hear about, you know, the showdown and the derby and call it what you will. The spin doctors tend to... Um, the Battle get, of the Bridge. Yeah, that's, the spin doctors tend to get hold of it. But we, we never hear of, you know, the rivalry... C-C-L-I-V, the Mm. rivalry 254. This will be the 254th time that Carlton and Collingwood have met uh, since the VFL was founded in 1897. And um, I don't think there's a greater rivalry in Australian sports, to be Mm. truthful, Tony. Um, uh, You know, you look at the um, Fremantle, and I I worked out my sums the other day, I think from Perth to Fremantle is something like 23 kilometres. From Adelaide to Port Adelaide is 21. And from Carlton to Collingwood, it's (laughs) 2.1 kilometres. There's no stronger rivalry in the game. And, um, you know, they they turn 125, or they celebrate the 125th anniversary of their first game against Carlton. Tony, we like to think that we're celebrating the 125th anniversary of our first win over Collingwood in 1892. Yeah. And um, I often say to people, people, you know, that I, I actually like Collingwood Mm. because they have been responsible for some of my happiest memories yes. in football. Uh, we don't have to go back too far. To no, we
0: don't. Uh, think of them. <laughs> would, um, it, would, would the Wayne Harms one be number one? Well, that's right up there. not in well, grand yeah. final. Oh, of you know, course, Teddy Hopkins, Hopkins. Yeah, uh,
1: You know, it does come to mind. there. Yeah. But um, look, this. You know, there's a where do, where do you begin and end I mean, yeah. We've met them in six grand finals and we've won the last five of them. So that tells you a little bit about... Um, The sheer joy that Mm. um, Collingwood has given all of us by just simply being out there against Carlton... Um. Uh, long may continue.
0: Now, um, your preview of next Saturday's game. We should talk injuries because uh, that is going to have an impact, obviously, on team selection. There is a couple of, uh, well, a couple of bruised bodies from uh, from the game over the weekend <clears throat> against Sydney. But there are a couple of players who are possibly presenting and might be up for selection after a, a period of time. Um, uh, recovering from injury.
1: Yes. Uh, look, it's very pleasing to ponder the possibility that Jack Silvani will be available. Yep. He's got that uh, solid right shoulder lock. Yep. Um, uh, put his body on the line. It was great to see. Unfortunately, in this instance, he came off second best. But I suppose the reassuring uh, aspect of that is that there was no structural damage, certainly no break or dislocation. Yep. Um, the shoulder's bruised at the moment. Let's see how he fares later in the week. But fingers crossed, he gets up for uh, the arch-enemy. Jacob Wietering, uh did leave the fray also with, I think, a cork thigh, mm. uh, for, for memory, Tony. He uh, was brave enough to come back on um, and compete, you know, towards the end of the game. Um, again, again, it's an assessment, but fingers crossed he um, he makes the cut. Uh, the doubt seems to be over Zach Fisher. Uh, mm. Zach Fisher, I, I, I can't remember what the injury was. Got a knock, uh, maybe in some doubt, so... Quite possibly there'll be one change. Uh, I'd be interested to see who um, who makes the cut if uh, young Zach is unavailable.
0: And the question we have to ask Daisy: He dominated in the VFL. He got thirty touches. Yes. Um, heard him interviewed, and it was just such. It was such a great quote. He said, "I understand the pressure on me. I'm, um, I understand uh, why uh, people are, I guess, examining my performance." It was it. it it was such a—I don't know—it was such a mature. It, it's well worth tracking down because it just made me um, uh, regard the man even higher. Yes. But um, so he understands how he's travelling. It's mm. not—it's not as though he doesn't. But um, do, do you play him this week?
1: Well, look, we 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 talked earlier about the uh, the value of experience. You know, coming into the team. You know, with with Cruiser and Alex Silvani. Uh, you know, being recalled or for Silvani for the first time. So. Um, oh look it'll depend on team balance and horses for courses and, and the like. I'm sure uh Daisy be itching to get out there, particularly mm. against the old firm and he's a big occasion player. You know, historically he's he's tended to perform his best on the big stage. Uh, he hasn't done his cause any harm, you know, that third minute yeah. possession game in the two. So well look, he's gotta be in calculation. You know, it just depends on which way um, Brent Brendan Bolton, and the match committee want to go with their matchups. But um yeah, look, he's got to be in the frame, doesn't he? You know, he'll be pushing for selection for sure.
0: Certainly hope so. One thing we can guarantee: it's there's going to be a lot of bums on seats at the G yes. this Saturday, two ten pm. Yes, it's going to be a great game. We hope. Yes, um, as you say, I mean there's, there is no greater rivalry, and y- you've got to be there to witness a great game. Oh,
1: let's hope we rain on their parade, Tony. It'd Be nothing sweeter.
0: <laughs> exactly. All right. Look forward to uh, <clears throat> reviewing hopefully a Carlton victory over uh, the old enemy next weekend. Uh, next week on the Two Tones, Tony DeBolfo. Thank you, Tony, for the opportunity. Go Blues. Indeed, couldn't have said it better myself. Tony Markley saying goodbye from the Two Tones. This has been Episode Seven. We will catch you next
1: week.